0: would listen he was a wonderful teacher he was an easygoing guy everybody loved him and he was baptizing people by the thousands but there was a problem there were many other people who called themselves the messiah there were so many other men who came before this man jesus and they all had the same fate they all said they were the messiah that they were the son of god but they were then so I was running with this man named Jesus because he had something new to offer. But I wasn't 100% convinced that he was the Messiah or that he was the Son of God. After all, Jesus was from a place called Nazareth in the land of Galilee. And there was a saying where people would say, Can anything good come from Galilee? Yeah, people would say, This man, Jesus, is a carpenter. He works with his hands. Can anything good come from Galilee? And so as long as Jesus would have me, I walked with him. He liked me so much, or he had pity on me, I don't know which one, that he even gave me a part of being one of the 12 disciples of his, which meant that we lived together, we walked together, we ate together, we lived our lives together. But there's a story that I want to tell you about something that happened. One night, on the night of the Passover, on the night where we had a meal, where we had bread, and we had wine, and we had lamb, and we had all sorts of fruits and vegetables, we sat on what would become our last supper. And as we sat there, Jesus, out of nowhere, tied a towel around his waist, and began to wash the feet of each one of the disciples. Now, this is not something a king would do. Our slaves, our servants, they would wash our feet. We had people to wash our feet. A king would never bow down and wash anybody's feet. A teacher would never wash somebody's feet. Now, I know nowadays you have things that cover your entire feet, but for us, we just had a little sandal. And the streets were, weren't paved with concrete, it was mud. We didn't have cars, we had four-legged beasts that sometimes things would come out of them and land in the street, and we would walk over that sometimes. And there was mud and there was dirt, so our feet were constantly dirty and smelly, they were gross, and Jesus the King, the Son of God as he called himself, knelt down and washed each one of our feet. Have any of you ever been given a gift that you didn't deserve? Have any of you ever received recognition when you didn't deserve it? So when Jesus approached me to wash my feet, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Because what happened earlier in the day, you see, Jesus was calling himself the Son of God. People were saying that this was the Messiah, that this was the Son of God. And so Jesus, having us 12 disciples, began to teach us his interpretation and his understanding of the law and the prophets. And Jesus used to say things like this, if the Son of God sets you free, then you are free indeed. At another time, Jesus says, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. So you can imagine that when somebody starts making claims that they are God, the religious teachers are going to have a problem with it, especially if what Jesus was teaching was in contrast to what the religious teachers were doing. Now, there is this thing. There is a teaching that says that God is a forgiving God. That God will forgive all of our sins. Have you heard that before? God is a forgiver, a redeemer. He reconciles us back to him. But in the scriptures, there is one one sin that the Bible says that God will not forgive. Do you know what it is? It's to blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. The religious teachers were convincing everybody that Jesus was committing the unforgivable sin. Sin. That the teachings of Jesus, that he, he was blaspheming against God, and so he must be put to death because no one is the Son of God. Surely this man, Jesus, was not the Messiah. So the religious teachers they said, Listen, whoever can get us a meeting with Jesus will get one day's wage or 30 shekels. And so I thought to myself, I'm an entrepreneur. What if Jesus has the same fate as all of these other men who said that they were the Messiahs? What if Jesus dies just like the rest of them? And so I made a deal with some of the chief priests, and I said, listen, I can get you a meeting with Jesus. I can get you a meeting with him. Now, on the onset, it's a simple deal. For one small action, I could make an entire day's worth of wages. After all, I was just arranging a meeting, right? I didn't know what they wanted to do to him. They just told me that they just wanted to meet with him. So I decided I would set up that meeting. But maybe I was just lying to myself. Have you ever done something that you knew was wrong, but you justified it because you knew that maybe you would be forgiven? Have you ever done something? Have you ever betrayed somebody and thought it's not that big of a deal? You see, when you and I think of betrayal, we usually think of the people that have betrayed us. I can think of a long list of people that have betrayed me. But I think sometimes we forget that we too are betrayers. So when Jesus comes to me to wash my feet, I had everything I had in me to force myself to stay there because I knew what would be happening that night. I already had betrayed him. And according to what happened this night, Jesus also knew. Jesus said it. He says, there is one who is here who will betray me. It is the one that dips his bread in the cup. Well, we all dipped it. So maybe Jesus was just being nice. Or maybe we all have a share in betraying Jesus. People have made me out to be the bad guy. I am the one that betrayed Jesus. But there was prophecy after prophecy in the Old Testament that God would send a man, the son of God, who would redeem and reconcile everyone. Didn't I just help the process along? And yet, I am the one who becomes the bad guy. And so, at this Last Supper, the character of Jesus is revealed in an immense way. I was the betrayer that night, and yet, He did not deny me His service. When Jesus washed our feet, He said, I want all of you disciples to do this to one another to wash one another's feet. And it wasn't just so that we can go through the motions of the ritual, but it was if you can wash somebody's dirty, smelly, gross feet, then you realize and you finally understand that what Jesus is doing is he is serving people even in the grossest possible way. What Jesus shows us and what he showed us this day is that there is no task so demeaning that Jesus wouldn't do it. He encouraged us as the disciples to also do it as well. The lesson that I learned is that if I truly love God and one another, that I must serve the others equally. And so I asked you the question earlier, have any of you ever gotten a gift that you don't deserve? Have any of you? Have any of you ever gotten praise or recognition for something you didn't deserve? Have any of you ever said a lie? Have any of you ever done something that you knew was wrong, but you did it anyway? Have any of you ever felt so guilty that you don't even feel like you can approach God? I felt like that, and I was in the presence of the Son of God. The character of God is such that even though I didn't deserve it, even though none of you or I deserve the grace of God, His character is shown in the fact that God will not keep His blessings or gifts from any one of us, even when we are guilty of sin. The grace of God, as I'm learning, is that even though I don't deserve something, God will not refuse the gift. He will not refuse us of his blessings. He will not rob us of his gifts. And so what happened as we were sitting here on what would become our final supper together? Jesus picks up a piece of bread. And as we're sitting there, we're already in shock. We're already like, we don't know what's happening. This Jesus is washing our feet. He's doing the grossest thing possible. And so Jesus gets this bread and he breaks it. And he prays a prayer like this, and I invite you to pray with me. He blesses it, and I invite you to pray with me. And Jesus said something like this. God, thank you for your mercy and for your grace. And as we partake of this meal, Lord, I pray that you would bless this, that you would bless us, and that this symbol would last into eternity. Before I invite you to share in this ritual, the bread that Jesus got was unleavened bread. It was flat. And the reason for that was because at Passover every year we were reminded and we celebrated the story of how God through Moses rescued the Israelites, our ancestors, out of the oppressive grip of Pharaoh. And the story that we are told from the time we are very young is that the bread was unleavened because God said, there is no time for you to let the bread rise up. The unleavened bread we eat today is the reminder, and Jesus knew what he was doing. I know it, that the God of our ancestors who heard the cry of the oppressor and rescued our ancestors, this very same God will rescue us and so Jesus says this is my b- this bread is my body it will be broken for you eat it and remember me and then Jesus he got the cup filled with wine and he passed it around to each one of us. Remember this, even though I didn't deserve this, even though we don't deserve some of these gifts, God will not refuse them from you. And when he had this cup and he passed it around, he prayed for it, and I invite you to pray with me now. And he may have prayed something like this, God, Father God, we are thankful. Um, We are saddened that our sins necessitated a sacrifice. And God, we know we don't deserve the mercies that you give us, but we are thankful nevertheless that you valued us enough that your son would lay down his life and conquer death once and for all. In your name we pray. Amen. after Jesus blessed it he took the glass, the cup and he says this is my blood of the new covenant my blood which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins drink and remember me that night He literally told me, go and do what you're about to do and do it quickly. He knew what was about to happen. And so after the soldiers arrested him, I didn't realize it would be a like it happened. I didn't realize there would be a, an army coming to get Jesus. I thought it was just a meeting. I think sometimes our sins they don't really seem like they're that big a deal. I think sometimes when we live out of sync with the way God created things to be, I think sometimes we justify it in our minds and we say it's not really that big a deal. God will forgive me, except that I'm not sure that there's forgiveness for me this time. And so as I stand here in the potter's field, going over everything that has happened In the last 24 hours, I am reminded of the words of Jesus when he says, better it would be for the man who betrays me that he would not have been born at all. Betrayal hurts the most when we are the ones that betray. As Judas, I am considered the universal betrayer. But this morning, I invite you to share in my responsibility. People will often say that it was Judas' fault that Jesus was arrested and killed. The truth is, you and I all have a part in the death of Christ. And what we do as we eat this bread and drink this juice is we are reminded That Jesus did not withhold his grace from us. His body was broken and his blood was spilled for the forgiveness of sins. And it is why we gather and remember this time and time again. Because our God is one we give glory and praise to always.